Welcome to the Let That Go Show with Kasira McKee and Richard Skipper. This show is based on Kasira's book, Let That Go, where she guides people in completely blessing and releasing people, places, and all kinds of things. Kasira and Richard share personal insights and experiences based on concepts in Kasira's book with guests and you, their co-hosts. Are you ready to let that go? Let's go. Happy Sunday and welcome home. Hi, darling. It is so good to see you again. I have Thank missed you. It's you. good to be here. Thank you. I have missed you and everybody here has missed you, you. I know. So you've been through a lot. Health-wise, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. But you're yeah. back. I'm back. Yes. Yes. I don't. I don't go on and on and on about my negative uh, co-creations. I don't bleed all over social media about it. I did post something today, and I thank everybody for their. I couldn't tag you because you're not on Facebook anymore. Yet, um, you know that I really, really appreciate your prayers and your good vibes. And there's a handful of people who know that I had a surgery and then I was ill with a viral infection, and here I am. I'm back, and uh, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. And happy New Year! I mean, it, we, it's taken us thank you halfway through January to get yes. almost all of January. Thank you, darling. Yes, I. It's been kind of a blur because <laughs> I had eye surgery the towards the end of December, and my Christmas was like, eh, like eh, nothing, and which is fine. I, I don't, uh, I don't, uh, I don't. I don't get down or depressed about stuff like that. It's, it's, a, you know, it's, yes, it's, yes, it's an important day, yet it's another day and I get through it and I get on to the next day. Um, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and you look the same as you always do. Fabulous. Well, so thank you for that. your hair just never moves. I don't know. I don't understand that. You know, you have hair. Everybody loves the hair, but I, I mean, it I love is. Your hair. Thank you. It drives me crazy because it's the only thing about me that's straight and I can't do anything about it. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I... Yay! We're, we're going to get it off to a damn good start. Okay. knew how hard. I mean, just to get it like this. I mean, because, I mean, it, it's there. I, my head is full of cowlicks everywhere. <laughs> Even... Even cutting my hair, um, and I have the most wonderful woman who cuts my hair. Uh-huh. I love her. I love her. I love her. I said, don't you ever, ever, ever leave me, uh, because when she cuts my hair, it is. I just wish if I could afford it and do it every. I would go for a haircut every week. Uh, just well, you know, Marilyn Monroe had her roots dyed once a week. She had her. Just let me. Just let me. As a Marilyn Monroe aficionado, <laughs> as obviously I don't follow the Marilyn Monroe uh, uh, schedule. However, Marilyn had her roots bleached and her had her hair toned once a week. And I'm with you. When it's in my budget, this will be toned and bleached every week, my love. Oh yes, yes, yes. Don't even I don't even think twice about it. Don't even think twice about it. Although I, I have to say that root realness is a little in right now, so I let the roots grow out a little bit. Thank goodness I still have roots, and I'm not a snowhead yet. I'm not a snowhead yet. I've grown it out to figure out if I am, and I'm not. So uh, you know, but someday I have these. Go- okay. So Texas is, you know, the capital of the gorgeous blondes. And I have many, 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 many female friends that are in spectacular uh, follies with me. And these women's, their hair has grown out into this gorgeous, white, gorgeous thing. And they don't have to, they don't color their hair anymore. And they're now natural platinum blondes. And I'm so envious in a good way. So someday I will be a natural platinum blonde like these other women in Spectacular Follies in Dallas. Yes, yes. Sometimes. Well, Leroy Reams refers to it as the cotton tops. And I yes. am proud to be part of the cotton tops. I call and it the, Snow Mountain. Okay, all right, whatever. When I was a okay. kid, my grandparents, uh, my mom and uh, on my, my dad's side, um, I never knew my grandparents without white hair. I mean, even mm-hmm. as a small child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I could not, and I kept saying, oh, dear God, please let my hair go white like theirs. And throughout my 30s, 
I went through every shade of blonde there was even to go through. As a matter of fact, I did a show called Men of Manhattan and uh -huh. uh, they even wrote the line in uh, my character uh, when one of the characters says, what is that shade on your head? And I called it's champagne blonde. Which was a okay. real, it was a real shade because yes, what I, I was remember. Time. And when I mm -hmm. hit 40, I said, okay, this is it. And Danny, God bless him, he used to dye his hair um, for the longest time. And I kept saying, let it go, let it go, let it go. Mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. there. I mean, it's salt and pepper, uh, but I just love it. Uh, you know, in the, in the 50s, in the 50s, there was a toner. And I know that Rosemary Clooney, I know her people used it. There were several people. It was an iridescent toner. that So they would bleach your roots out, and then they'd put this iridescent toner on it. These days, I had a, a hairdresser in New York used to use it on me, and my hair looked fabulous. I haven't found this toner since then. It's this iridescent, gorgeous toner that blondes put on their hair that has, it has a little pink, a little blue, a little lavender. and it's really subtle and i love it i haven't since found that i haven't oh, since no. found it yet but it was this beautiful it was known in the 50s this iridescent blonde color that i really really love but i i just want to say that your hair always looks fabulous <laughs> mine's kind of a toss-up it kind of has a mind of its own <laughs> i mean when i when i wake up in the morning uh phyllis Diller had nothing on me you know so it's everywhere. It's like it's so bushy top. Really? I love that. It's like zhuzh to the universe. Okay. Zhuzh to the universe. Zhuzh like to that. the universe. Okay. Zhuzh okay. to the universe. It is. Mine Mine is a cross between Marilyn just woke up and Phyllis Diller probably. Yeah. It's, if you could imagine that, it's just like, wow, my hair is thick and curly. And as you can see from the picture we put on our banners, that's my natural hair. Yeah. That's my hair in its natural state. It's it's I have sister hair. I well, got Chaka Khan hair. And the longer it gets, it the bigger it gets. So, you know, when I move to New Orleans next year, I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna let the hair go. I'm gonna be myself. Yeah, we're we gonna see. We're gonna baby. see. Celebrate it. Uh, you know, Sean, thank you. It was great seeing you today. Sean, Patrick Martog, and I. Sean, Hi. I'm such a huge fan of his. We sat next to each other today at Deborah Stone's show. I was How do I know him? How do I know that name? He has an incredible show celebrating Mario Lanza. He has okay. a new album, Mario 101. Oh, I love it. That's where I know him. Okay. Okay. This show today, and if God willing, I'm going to be at Sean's show on Thursday night. That's okay. my plan and my hope. Uh, but okay. today it was just so, uh, by the way, Sean, for those who are watching who were in the area, will be at Green Room 42 on Thursday night at 7. Okay. So that's my Because plan. it is better to look good than to feel good. Yes. yes. Um, and may I say, you look marvelous. Thank you. Well, you, uh, you do too. I don't think so, you've been sick, uh, Cassandra. I think you. Oh, God. You have no idea. You know, no, you I, have no idea. You have no idea. When we spoke on the phone, you sounded like a cross between Brenda Vaccaro meets Mercedes McCambridge meets, uh, uh, Laura, uh, you know. Uh, well, and then when I and then when I got my voice back, I sounded like Gail Storm giving the unity word of the day. <laughs> but when on you television, told, do you remember Gail Storm's unity word of the day? I do. I was Gail Storm. I was still sorry when you called me. I didn't even recognize your voice on. I phone. couldn't talk. I was squeaking. I was squeaking. And yeah. you know, for a singer, that's just not pretty. That you know, this is my this right here is my Achilles heel, right here. And uh, you know, I mask up, and I I've been vaccinated for damn near everything. Things that I don't even know how to pronounce. And I still got this viral infection. Why? Because my day job is in a medical facility. It it is in the medical world. I'm rethinking that uh, it is not a well place for me being an empath and you being an empath. You can well imagine how almost dangerous it is for my health I as an empath. I have to tell you, as an empath, um, watching, and I had someone on the show the other day, Billy Terrell, and I've been reading about morning routines and how different people you know, do their morning routines. And right. I asked him about his morning routine and he said that um, he has not listened to the news 
in, I think he said 28 months. And so when he gets up in the morning, he watches an old black and white movie, or he says he watches an old episode of Columbo. But I have to tell you, as someone- Does he have metal, does he have metal shell back chairs in his backyard? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I ask this because I, when I watch the news at night, and I mm -hmm. shouldn't watch it anymore at night, I pick up on the energy of these stories. Yeah, yeah, and, of course you do. And they resonate so deeply mm -hmm. with me. Uh, mm -hmm. I sit and I'm in tears watching the news. I like to I like to catch up with the news just to figure just to see what's going on. But I don't watch it 24 hours a day. And and yeah. I, I do want to say, you know, here uh -huh. we are celebrating mm -hmm. the lunar new year, which is today. Yeah. Um right. and then what just happened in California today, my heart and my prayers uh you know, it's just so horrific. Everyone going out to have a good time and then something like this happening. It's just, it, it's heartbreaking. Here's the thing. Let's look at the other side of it. And interestingly, our topic today is double standards. Here's the thing. People aren't happy. And... Because of their unhappiness, they go out and kill people. They shoot people. It's a double standard. What if somebody came after them? Mm -hmm. Or their families. They wouldn't stand for that. It's a double standard. Because uh, I, we are. Yes. No, go ahead. We are surrounded by people who have double standards. We all know someone who does not allow us to have our boundaries. We're not allowed to say what I like and what I don't like, yet they're there to confirm what they don't like and what and they they build a barrier around themselves, yet we're not allowed to. I just you know want to refer you back to my chapter in my book, let that go on the chapter of why we hold on to control on page 82. People who have double standards don't allow anybody else to have boundaries, yet they demand theirs are the most insecure people on the planet. They don't feel safe anywhere they go. So they uh, demand that we stay away from them, that we follow their orders to keep them safe, yet we are not safe in their environment. Mm -hmm. I work with it every day. You've had many experiences about that, Richard. We've talked about it. And I dare say anybody watching right now has had those experiences. Mm -hmm. It's not only dangerous energetically, it's physically dangerous. And it is, uh, uh, it is, it's got to stop. We have to stop now. Well, let's we talk about now. something that's going on in the news right now. Okay. okay. So and it's very interesting that all of this is happening at a time where we're having this discussion. Uh, mm -hmm. because uh, as a political person, and although we do not make this show political, you and I have very strong political beliefs. I, I don't mention it. You mention it more than I do, yes. uh, but I, I don't I don't get involved. I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. You and I have private conversations that yes, are private conversations. Mm -hmm. But what I wanted to say is speaking of double standards, mm -hmm. right now in, the, in this country, we are, it's, very interesting that these things are unfolding the way they are that yeah. and i know that the circumstances are different and i know but the question is do you deal with the circumstances in the same way and what i'm talking about are on both the republican side and the democratic side of these leaked documents that are popping up it seems like every other day do we treat both sides the same way yes or we do yes we do Yes, we do. Here's the thing. Uh, I'm an independent now. I don't I don't hide that. I'm an independent now. Uh, what's good for the goose is good for the other goose. Period. And, Period. I want, I people, and people, I have a lot of friends that take sides, you know, but here's the thing. That's a double standard. If you're not going to treat both, if you're not going to treat both sides equally, it's a double standard. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's a double standard. You know, no, no matter who of who knew about what, I don't care. You know, it's if you're not going to treat both sides equally, it's a double standard, period. I don't care if it's in politics. I don't care if it's in your personal life. I don't care if it's at work. 
it's all a double standard if you don't treat them equally. Well, I want to get your feedback on or your opinion on uh, something, speaking of double standards. Mm-hmm. Um, just recently here in Rockland County, our Pride Center, someone had written some graffiti on the wall. So they had a rally last Sunday, which I went to. And I even reached out to them because those who know me, who follow the show, know that I spent 20 years performing as Carol Channing. Uh, Now it is being, uh, laws are trying to be passed in many states that would, number one, make it illegal for those types of shows to take place unless they are considered adult entertainment, number one. Parents can have uh, charges brought against them if they take their children to an event such as uh, Drag Time Storytime. There are all of these uh, situations going on. Uh, So last Sunday, they had a rally in Rockland County, Mm -hmm. and one of the people that was invited to speak um, was um, is uh, someone who just got elected to Congress uh, in our last election. Mm-hmm. He is an election denier. He is also very anti-LGBTQ. Uh, but the center felt that it was important to invite him to speak anyway. And there may be, you know, and Danny and I are on opposite sides of the spectrum on this. This man, and I'm not mentioning any names, will show up at the opening of an envelope because of the optics of him appearing before this group. And then he will leave this group and he will go back to Washington, D.C. and align with his cronies who will do everything in their power to fight against the rights of my brothers and sisters. And so I have a real strong uh, uh, negative knee-jerk reaction to the sure. fact that this man was even asked to speak at this rally. Okay. Now, I don't blame you. Am I having a double, double standards? Double standards. Double standards. Here's the thing: when when somebody's elected, there's it's 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 not the end of the journey. You can complain up one mountain and down the other, and you can make a you can make your voice heard. Mm-hmm. There are calls for people to resign from their positions these days mm-hmm. because they misrepresented themselves. So, you know, it that is a good example of a double standard, Richard. That's a great example of double standard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot of new things are presenting that we're growing as a species. Mm-hmm. I've said it before many times. If people think that we have reached the end of our growth of the species, they're they're so deluded. They're they're. They're they're in a fantasy world. We are still like every other species on the planet. We're still evolving as human beings. We're still evolving, and all of these new things that keep cropping up are supposed to uh, contribute to our evolution. When we have people, when new things crop up and they turn their backs on them and they uh, allude to something else and they they misrepresent themselves, it's part of our evolution to call them on it to call them on their double standards. And that's what you're doing right now. Absolutely. You're calling calling somebody on their double standard. I'm from Texas. I don't need to get started there. (laughs) Not even talk about it. I live in New Mexico now and we'll be moving to Louisiana next year. Uh, And, you know, I love New Mexican government. Our, our governor is fantastic. She's, uh, she's, she, she she walks her talk. She walks her talk. If you walk your talk, you're good. You're integ. It's called integral. It's called integrity. If one is a double standard person, they are not in their integrity at all. They are in conflict with themselves, and they're in conflict with the people they're supposed to be representing. Mm-hmm. Yet we see this every day in our jobs. We, I mean, I've had friends that had double standards. You know, they talk. I had friends that gossiped about everybody, but if you said something about them, oh, forget it. You know, that's a double standard. But who said, be assured, I think it was Maya Angelou, and somebody can correct me out here if you know the correct quote or 
the person that it's attributed to. Yes, yes. But there's a great quote. Um, just rest assured that if someone is talking about you, that they are doing, uh, 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 if, they're yes. talking, if they're talking about others, uh, that's mm -hmm. the, that's what it is. If they are talking about others, rest assured that when you leave the room, they're talking about you as well. Yes. And in fact, I quote her in my book. Let me try to find it. Um, I, she's one of my mentors. Uh, and when we're talking about language, slanderous language and descriptions and titles, um, I quote her in my book. And let me see if I can find it, Richard. Um, you have the book. Let's see. Well, while you're doing that, you know, I'll bring yes. up that in our profession, you and I probably. Here it is. Here it is. Page 177. Under the, the uh, positive language and words to strike from my vocabulary. Are you ready? My hair. I quote her. I'm page, any of you out there watching that have the book, go to 177. In your hymnals. In your hymnals. <laughs> yeah. We gather together to. Okay. Words are powerful. I am convinced you must be careful about the words you use or the words you allow to be used in your house. In the Old Testament, we are told in Genesis that in the beginning was the word and the word was God. That's in Genesis. Words are thing, you, things or you must be careful. I quoted Maya Angelou. I've been a Buddhist for 34 years. I was raised in the Christian church. I'm involved in other things, I have to say. Yet that was so important to me. And Maya Angelou said this on The Power of Words in the Oprah's Masterclass. I watched her say this on Oprah's Masterclass. And it's so true. It's so true. And here's the thing. Whatever we put out there, it's coming back to us. So you better, well, you better make sure it's the truth. Okay. You better make sure you're not just making it up and you're not just trying to, uh, you know, mess up somebody else and mess up their journey. Because guess what? It's going to come right back on you. Come, what we wish on other people, we wish on ourselves. Period. It's the boomerang effect, folks. It is the boomerang effect. Do you want to read something from that chapter on the boomerang effect? Because that's your favorite chapter. Well, well I, I quote it a lot, uh, but I, uh, you know. That's uh, your favorite chapter is the boomerang effect. Yes, and I love what uh, Alan just said. And thank you, Alan, for being here. Hi, Alan. Hi, baby. Yeah. Next, next Sunday, woo, we've got some stories, don't we, Richard? Yes. Letting go of backstabbing. Let me go back to um, what I was about to say is yeah. in this profession, and I'm talking about the profession of show business, uh -huh. we deal with this on a regular basis. Um, you know, it's very interesting because we live in a very bullying culture. Yes, we do. Um, and... We've allowed the bullying to infiltrate mm -hmm. itself into every aspect of our mm -hmm. culture. It's in our songs now. It is mm -hmm. uh, yeah. on re uh, reality television, brought it first and foremost. Uh, let's face mm -hmm. it, someone's going to get kicked off the island. Someone's fashion, <laughs> is gonna, someone's fashion is going to be made to feel worse than somebody else's. Yeah. Someone's cupcake is going to be made to look and feel worse than somebody else's. Mm -hmm. It's And situational comedy has turned into put-down humor. Yeah. Everything is, you know, putting down, putting down, putting down, putting down, putting down. Mm -hmm. um, and when someone is on this crest where we think that they are the greatest thing since sliced bread. Um, mm -hmm. Everyone applauds them. Everyone worships at their feet. Everyone thinks they're great. But the moment they cross the line and they say something that people disagree with, especially in today's world, it's the council culture that everybody wants to erase them, mm -hmm. wants to put them out and everything. And in most instances, they are saying nothing that's any different from everything that they've been saying all along. It's like, again, Maya Angelou says, when people show you who they are, believe them. Yeah. It's true. And I hear know, it every day. I see it every day. Yeah, I hear it every day and I see it every day. And I love what you say about, you know, people will impose boundaries on you uh, that they are, or 
this is a this is one of my favorites. Uh, not uh, where somebody will allow certain behaviors from a certain person because that's who they are. But they yes, I deal with it every day. But they won't accept the same things from you or everyone. Exactly, exactly, mm -hmm. exactly, exactly. And people do it every day. They do it every day, and especially in the workplace. Mm -hmm. Now, my circle of friends, my close circle of friends, well, they don't play that shit with me. I don't play. I don't. You know, I don't play that mm -hmm. shit. I, yes, I said shit. Yeah. I don't play that game. And my people know I don't play. I don't play. Mm -hmm. My people know I don't play and they don't play. Yet I I do have I do have people in my environment who uh they they do this every day and they get away with it and they've gotten away with it for so long. It happens a lot in corporate America. It happens a lot on the job. I talked to a dear friend today who runs a doctor's office in Beverly Hills, and it's been happening for quite some time with a certain employee. And we had a long talk about it today. And she's using the racial card. She's playing the racial card to get away with her double standards. I'm just going to say that. I'm just I'm not going to tell you what race it is, but I'm just going to say that, mm -hmm. that this person does whatever it, she wants to do. And she plays the racial card. Oh, you don't like it because I'm from here and I'm this, you know, ethnicity, but it's not true. And we had a long talk about it and they're going to crack down on that because that's evil. It's evil. But let me ask you a question on that subject. Is this mm -hmm. some, is this a, a form of behavior that this person has gotten away with? Up yes. Yes. So how do you pull in the reins? Well, they have to. They have to do it themselves. I said, what's good for a goose is good for another goose. So, you know, if someone, for instance, gets mad at everybody and walks out on the job and they're excused, but nobody else is, why is that? If uh, one verbally abuses other people on the job and no one else does, why does that person get away with it and nobody else can get away with it? You see. But I think a big it's been, and it, it's been happening in this particular place um, well, across the board because we uh -huh. have I mean, you and I are pretty over uh, the same age um, and I don't know. We're what, humble. We're humble. We are a humble couple in case you haven't figured it out. Yes. Richard and I are the two, the boy and the girl pushing the wheelbarrow or swinging on the swing in the humble, <laughs> the humble collection. <laughs> We're picking flowers. We're the hum. We're a humble oh couple. Oh my God, I love you. Our book, your humble bookends. Yes, but <laughs> I grew up at a time, yeah. and thank uh -huh. God I did. I mean, if I was, uh -huh. God forbid, toy toy, drop dead tomorrow, I can say thank God I lived at a time that seemed, at least from where I stood, that uh -huh. it was a lot more civil than what I'm living in now. Well, that's because people didn't, we express ourselves more these days than we, the people used to. People didn't used to express themselves. You know, when I would disagree with some family stuff with my grandparents, my, my grandmother would tell me to basically shut up. And then this was her, the, and I love my grand, my fraternal grandmother and my grandfather saved my life, as you know, from my ridiculously abusive mother and stepfather. They saved me from that. Yet at the same time, if any of us spoke up about the behavior of another person in the family, we were struck down. Mm -hmm. And my, my response was, I didn't raise, you're being ugly. I didn't raise you to be that ugly. Why are you talking about him like that? Why are you talking about her like that? Why are you, I, I, and I would say, because I'm expressing myself. Mm -hmm. This is what's going on. Oh, no, no, it's not what's going on. You're delusional. You know, you're wrong. And we don't talk about our family like that. That's changed. That has changed. Young people are speaking up these days. And I'm glad. I'm glad young people are speaking up. And we in our age have finally, you know, uh, discovered that. We've like, oh, guess what? We can speak up now. Because you're right. When we were young, we couldn't speak up. 
but but I also think, and I was watching Bill Maher the other night, and he was talking, and uh, oh gosh, yeah, I love Bill Maher. What was but, the show about? Which one? Which, which show well, was this? About? Well, they were. Um, um, and, I met him years ago in LA before he had his show. Yes, but they were talking yeah. about you know, uh -huh. I, I agree somewhat with what you just said. However, I feel that even if kids are speaking out, there needs to be a sense of respect for those who've yes. gone before. Yes. Uh, you know, I feel that, uh, uh, and I'm speaking in general terms, I know that everyone, so let's go there first. Um, but a, a generation of kids are coming up who feel that mm -hmm. me being a 62-year-old gay man, for example, mm -hmm. um, doesn't matter in terms of their world, in terms no. of who they are today, what their not. needs are, and you know, and what they require, as you mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. However, and this was brought up the other night, and mm -hmm. Bill Barr said, I am proud to be able to say, but I, I've been there and I know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And the fact is that from my generation, I, you know, when I was a kid, before I, I mean, again, I came to New York in 1979, mm -hmm. it was illegal to be openly gay in New York mm -hmm. City. Yeah. Uh, bars, the windows were black so that people would not even be able to see, see what you were doing in there. And but oh, for God's sake, lose their jobs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and, you know, one of my favorite movies um, uh -huh. is The Children's Hour. And the movie that it was, you know, there's also a version that came out in the 30s uh -huh. called These Three, and which is a very sanitized version. But both right. of those movies deal with the same subject, and that is innuendo and conjecture. You can destroy a person's life. You know, yes. when you and I were kids, mm -hmm. let's say Kasira hypothetically. Now go with me on this. Okay. That I wanted to take you to the prom. And you said, Ricky Skipper. My, Richard, my day for my high school prom was gay. Yeah. Because he was the best dancer in school. <laughs> and we, I mean, I we literally parted the waters and had our own dance floor. It was so good. Just so you know. Oh, I can see Okay, go ahead. But let's say hypothetically. <laughs> that I wanted mm -hmm. to ask you to the prom. And you said, Ricky Skipper, I don't like you. And I think that you, you know, I wouldn't be caught dead with you. And okay. I go, Sarah McKee, I'm going to get you back. And then oh, I go, one of yeah. my best friends, and I say to my best mm -hmm. friends as a liar, mm -hmm. I slept with her last night and Ooh. I got STD. And then he goes, oh, oh my uh -huh. God. Then he goes to somebody else and he says, you know, mm -hmm. I hear that Richard Skipper and Kasira slept together and she gave him an STD. Well, that's slander. That's, that's a little so, different. That's slander. Thought, okay. And then the next person goes on to the next person and the next person, the uh -huh. next person. And before you know it, Kasira uh -huh. McKee has a reputation in the school. Yeah. And, and you're right. It's all slander. In today's world, all it takes is for someone to push a button yes mm -hmm. and it goes to thousands of people and lives and careers have been mm -hmm. destroyed by like uh, by a snap judgment uh -huh. because mm -hmm. of someone being said something off said something yes yeah and and we so here's the question what's become of our society what's become of our society Lack and it's it all has to do here's it in the old days, in the old days, we didn't have social media. It was word of mouth. It was gossip. Now anybody can say anything they want on social media and make it so. Mm -hmm. We have to do our own homework to find out what's true and what's not. Isn't that sad? And, yes. you know, it's a lot of work. I mean, doing the research and finding out what's right and what's wrong is a lot of freaking work that I'm not willing to do. So I don't buy into it. I just so much work. Someone hacked into one of my Facebook pages and uh -oh. nothing but false obituaries, mm -hmm. one after the next. And there's a whole movement on TikTok where people are putting out that famous celebrities have died. Are dead. 
Yeah, they're dead. And lives are being destroyed by this. Uh, yeah. It's not. Yeah. Well, it also, uh, it, it, sets, it upsets people. Let's talk about that for a minute. Why would pe other people post these things that upset other? Why do they want to upset people? That's the question. That, that's really, I don't want to word, I, you know, but the first term that comes to me is devilish. But why would people want to create these devilish emotions with other people? Why would they want to do that? It's evil. We have a lot of darkness and evil on our planet, yet there's people like you and I and the people that are watching right now who are light people. They're light workers. We, we've got to put our light out there um, more. That's why we do this, Richard. We, we put our light out there. We put our light working out there. Well, um, the, people and, and, have, the people who have voices that need to be heard yes. are afraid to, be, uh, to speak out with their own um, authentic convictions because their lives, livelihoods, their careers, mm -hmm. everything can be destroyed if you get enough people sure. uh, go against them. Sure. Sure. And, uh, you know, uh, we, uh, there's a lot of things that have been going around about people who are dead that are not. Why people do that, I don't know. I don't know what country it comes from. I don't think it comes from us. I no, think it comes no. from somewhere else. No. Uh, and they're just trying to, it's evil. They're trying to conjure up negative feelings amongst human beings on the planet. And why are they trying to do that? Why? What's the point? Well, if you have a vendetta against somebody. Yes. And you go after somebody. Yes. You know exactly who it is that you're going after and and which I don't do, yes. Which you don't do, but yes. you would know what outcome. What I don't understand are mm -hmm. these scam artists who have no idea who they're targeting. We have a we have a big scam that's going on here in New York City right now. Mm -hmm. And a friend of mine was a victim of this scam because um and if you see this on Facebook everyone pay attention. This is not legitimate. But a notice went out from her account, although it wasn't her that sent it out, saying okay. that she had puppies for sale. Have you heard about this? No. And so she had these puppies for sale, and um, she was not really charging a huge fee, just, you know, a, a rehoming uh, fee. Mm -hmm. um, well, uh, some people, this was on the news the other night, have actually bought pets online and then have shown up at people's homes that are completely fabricated um knocking on people's doors saying i'm here to get my dog that i bought from you and the people have no idea that this is happening i mean so, so I, evil so evil i don't well know. that happens that happens with real estate too that happens with real estate and i i uh before I moved to Santa Fe, I discovered an illegal uh, real estate rental company that I reported to the state before I moved here. There are, you know, there are criminals on our planet uh, that will do anything for a uh, dollar. They'll do anything. You have to do your research. You can't just trust everybody anymore these days. We, we used to live in the, the old days where you could. We can't just trust anyone any anymore, and you have to have conversations with them. You have to talk to them on the phone. You have to have email conversations with them. Well, this is you the whole thing, and this is my advice to everybody out there watching. Yes, when I get a, an email, uh, an, a text message from someone. Mm -hmm. Especially, I mean, I got a text message the other day from Andrea McArdle, and it was not from Andrea McArdle. Her. It was not her. Now, I know Andrea. I'm able to, you know, uh, follow that up. That happens to me sometimes with some other celebrities. Mm -hmm. But I got this text message. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, a, a couple of years ago, this happened where um, I received this thing. And obviously, th these people out there have some sense of who they're kind of. It seemed like it was coming from Michael Feinstein. It said that Michael Feinstein was going to be performing on this ship. And, mm -hmm. I, and I'm chatting with this person thinking that I'm chatting with Michael Feinstein because I know Michael Feinstein. 
So I'm chatting with this person. He tells me about this cruise that him and his partner are going to be on. He's going to be performing on the cruise ship. Mm-hmm. And it would be great if I came on the, sh- uh, the cruise and mm-hmm. uh, that this ship is going to be sailing off. And this is what it's going to cost me and everything. And I said, and I responded by saying, I don't think this is something I can afford right now. Mm-hmm. And then this person turned on me. And at that moment, I knew this is not Michael Feinstein that I'm dealing with. And so the next time I saw Michael, I asked him about it. And he said, of course, that wasn't me. You know, because there are just people out there who will find any excuse to try to slither their way. I don't even know. So I don't have a criminal mind. I don't even know how people hack into stuff like that. And if anybody texts me, I know that they're not for real. Because everybody that I know has my number. All of my good friends on social media have my number and I have theirs Mm -hmm. and they can call me. So if someone sends me a message, I'll call them and go, did you send me this message? And people pretty much catch them really quickly and go, hey, I've been hacked. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I double check. I don't answer people immediately on uh, 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 on those texts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I call them or they call me. Yeah. Yeah. But getting back to double standards, I think that uh, we you know, it's time for us to stop uh, hiding behind our own fears and our own insecurities. And uh, in this, uh, you know, what's good for you is what's good for me is not good for you attitude. And we find it a lot with people. We find it a lot. I have old, old, old friends on social media. I've got a couple of them that still do that. They were like, this is what I think. And if you don't like it, you can go screw yourself. And I'm like, okay, okay. I'm not going to say anything. Do you want to have a conversation? No. Sometimes people will have a conversation with me. We'll talk about it, you know, yet if it comes to me personally, we got to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. We got to have a conversation. If you have said, this is me. And if it's not you, then screw you. Then I'm going to call them because I probably know them. I have a lot of friends for over 40 years uh, and we're in touch with each other, you know, especially from theater. And I go, okay, what does this mean? Does this mean you don't want to talk to me anymore? Does this mean I can't have an opinion? It doesn't happen very often, but I will step on it. I will jump on it and I will have a conversation. And if we, if if the answer is no, bye-bye, we're not, we're not going to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. We're not going to, if you're not open to me and you expect me to be open to you, but you're not open to me, then we're, we're not going to have a conversation. Exactly. We're not going to have another conversation because it has to be a two-way street, baby. That's what, you know, double standardism is not a two-way street. It's a one-way street. And if you can't have a two-way street with me, if you absolutely, and you don't want to hear what I have to say or what anyone else has to say, then we're done. I, we're, I'm not playing that game. It's too much. It's too much use of my energy going towards nothing. You know what I mean, Richard? Well, we talk about double standards, but let's talk about yeah. single standards. I mean, I can honestly say, and I think that I could say this about you as well. I think. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> but for me, what you see mm-hmm. is what you get. I've yeah. got friends that are here who know me, who yeah. see me. Outside yeah. of this box here, yes, and yes, they know that I am exactly who I present myself to be. Yes, they mm-hmm. know where I stand on certain issues, mm-hmm. they know exactly how I feel about certain things. Um, this is exactly who I am from A to Z and beyond. Okay. Um, and I do not expect anything from anyone else that I don't expect from myself. By that, you know, I've also as I've gotten older, uh, mm-hmm. reached a point with a lot of people where I know uh, I see people for exactly for who they are. And once you see people for who they are, that's not to say that I will accept certain behaviors mm-hmm. or certain things, but I yes. know who that person is. And mm-hmm. you and I know exactly who this is. Can I bring up a double standard that you brought to my attention this summer? Yeah, of course. And I think you know which one I'm talking about. I don't know. There's so many. Try me. <laughs> when I posted a video of a song 
that was being presented by oh yes oh yes oh and i called you on it yes i called you on it and i but personally but i but i but i did it personally i didn't do it i didn't do it publicly you called me on the phone and you said why are you posting this because Uh this is who this person is Mm -hmm. and you and you were absolutely right well or you, you, well, you were so. Well, I didn't. I mean, listen, here's the thing: I didn't do it with the intention that I was right. No, I did it with the intention. I just wanted to call you on it and see what you thought about it. I, I did not have any intention of being right. I know that because I'm not addicted to being right. I know that, but you were okay. right in this instance. Oh, okay. Okay, so you were totally right, and you okay. asked why I would share something which was against the grain of everything that I stand for, and that. Uh, well, okay. No, that's what it was. And okay. that, but that particular song, mm-hmm. I thought, well, maybe I could be magnanimous and, you know, and share this and maybe give this. And I want to ask you, why did you think you would be magnanimous and share it from somebody that doesn't even like you? Well, that's his issue. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I thought I was taking the higher road. And, but the more I thought about it after Mm -hmm. you called me, um, and again, I say this, and I know that you weren't calling to say, Richard, you shouldn't, I mean, there are certain people out there. um, Let's go a little further. uh, Speaking of double double standards. Mm -hmm. I, there are certain things I can post um, the most innocuous thing. And I've talked about this before. I can post something like, oh, my God, I lost a button and 5,000 people respond to it. Mm-hmm. I can post, I'm having a bad day and this set me off this morning, whatever that may mm-hmm. be. And there are a handful of people out there and you know mm-hmm. who you are. None of them happen to be watching mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, who would pick up the phone to say, you should take that down. And. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, that was one of the reasons why I stepped away um, from Facebook because of Facebook is rife with double standards. Well, social media in, in general is. Yes, I mean it's 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 not just Facebook. It's oh, it's I know it's not just Facebook. It. It's all of it. It's all of uh, it. I know it's not just Facebook. And you can watch TikTok and go, oh, people people are interested in that. Wow, that's got a thousand likes, or that's got a hundred thousand likes, and it's bullshit. And you're like, okay, all right. But but I've seen this go on where people will post and post and post and post and post mm-hmm. and post and post mm-hmm. and post about a certain topic. You go on their page and post something along the same lines, and they go, "Don't post that on my page." Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> it's in line with everything you've been saying all along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they don't want to add. They don't want to own up to it. Exactly. So that's double standard. That's a double standard. It's a. I'd like for everybody that's watching, and if you want to pass it on to your friends, I'd really like for this conversation to keep going. Uh, everybody that's watching, uh, Sean, Cherie, uh, Alan, everybody that's watching, Doug, can you please have this conversation with your people? Can you please ask them, hey? Uh, what do you think about double standards? Do you think we've got some double standards in our relationship? Are there any double standards you're, you know, holding on to or, you know, and hi, Howard. Hi, Howard. Hello, Howard. Hi, Howard. Um, you know, who, who in your life has double standards? I don't have any, well, that's not true. That's not true. I may have one close friend that I've had in my life for years that has some double standards. And I think it's a survival technique with him. Uh, the rest of them, no. Uh, this person is used to living a life of a certain level. He doesn't have a lot of money anymore. Yet, you know, he, uh, I'll take it up with him. I'll take it up with him. But nobody else, uh, is, it, uh, you know, I have a few family members that probably would have some double standards, but anybody else that's close to me in my life doesn't, they don't, they don't do that to me. We don't, we don't have double standards with each other at, at my day job in the medical industry. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah. It happens every day in the workplace. Lots of double standards. And here's what's here's here's the problem. They're allowed to get away with them. Their superiors don't take action. They don't take action. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've spoken up about it where I work in the medical field and they're like, we don't know what you're talking about. Why? Because well, the reason you know. they don't know what you're talking about is because mm -hmm. we live in a very litigious society. And, and they they're all young. And guess what? They're all younger than me. I'm old enough to be everyone's mother in this place. Mm -hmm. And their double standards are just a way of life. And I really think in the younger generations, double standards are a way of life. And they just accept them. Well, but we yeah. don't. Well, let's talk about a, a, another double standard that's in the news. Mm -hmm. uh, we have, and it's in the news every single day. Most of Saturday Night Live was devoted to it last night. A person who has been elected to Congress mm -hmm. who is allegedly a serial fibber. Do I want to call him a liar? Yes. Um, but the thing is, uh, the one of the issues with the uh, with this guy is because of his seat in the house mm -hmm. is so important that if are you talking about Santos? Is that his real name? George Santos? Is that his name? I don't know. Is that what you're talking about? He may have a different name tomorrow, but that's who I'm talking about. Is it George Santos? Yes. Okay. Oh, he's all over the news. Yeah. Uh -huh. My question is. He lied about his education. He, he lied about everything in his life. And at one point he was a drag queen, which he denied, but there's film of him as a drag queen. Well, a week ago, he said, no, I, he denied it. Well, he's changed his tune today. Of now course he, he has. He was young. He was young. And he was having a good time. And if he's going to be condemned for that, then so be it. But my point well, is. Here's the thing. He lied on his resume. He lied when he was elected. That's, you know, don't give me this. Oh, poor me. If you're gonna, you know, if you're going to uh, subjugate me because I was a drag queen at one time or I did this. That's bullshit. He's just using that as a tool. As a he lied. Standard. He lied. Now, I don't usually do this on this show, people, but he lied. Mm -hmm. He lied. And that is a double standard. He lied. He lied to get his position. Bye-bye. I'll tell you something. Bye. You know, bye -bye. I, have, I have been accused on more than one occasion uh, of being, uh, I several years ago, uh, a, a well-known theater publication wanted me to do an article on Carol Channing. So this was when she was very much with us. And I said, I would like to talk about the work that she's doing on behalf of her foundation for the arts. I don't want to write about her career. So much has been written about this. Mm -hmm. In the back seat of our car, I interviewed Carol Channing, and I still have the recording verbatim. I transcribed, uh, I had an assistant at the time, Janny. She transcribed the entire interview, and then we edited it down to a narrative. We sent this into the publication. The publication did not run it as they were going to, mm -hmm. and I kept following up. One of the uh, the former editor of the publication, his mm -hmm. boyfriend, who did not like me, accused me of plagiarizing this article and said that it was too polished, number one, for a first-time article, and that uh, he had seen snippets of this in other interviews. Kasira, you worked with her. When she did interview after interview after interview, she had stock things that she said. So yes. I did not plagiarize uh, anything. Yeah. So they, they eventually ran the article. Mm -hmm. And the new editor, the article said it was written by him and me. Both of our names were attributed to this article. Huh. And mm -hmm. 
it made me feel um, awful that, you know, but this person um, would go out and, you know, and there are certain people out there who have said, you know, things about me in this business. I have said this to other people. If anyone ever says that Richard Skipper said X, Y, Z, pick up the phone and call me because sure. I will absolutely tell the truth. Isn't it, but isn't it really easy for people to uh, respond without having a conversation with you because they don't want to hear your side. They just want to tell their side of it. And it's so easy to not have a conversation. You know, I always talk about dialogue, 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 you know, I, I, I talk about it in my day job, dialogue, 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 but people don't want to have dialogue. Why? Because it's two-sided. They want to be one-sided and say what they got to say and run off. You know, it's just so it's, you know what? I'm going to say it out loud people. And you're going to forgive me. It's pussy. It's pussy activity. You're a pussy. You're a wimp. Okay. You, you, you are afraid. You do not want to hear the other side of it. You want to say you're part of it and you want to disappear. Well, you guess what? You can run, but you can't hide. Well, and you talk about this in your book as well. Everyone, yes. let that go. Because yes. it's available mm-hmm. on Amazon.com. Yes. Or better yet, this is my commercial for you right now. Oh, better darn. yet, call your favorite bookseller and ask if they have this book on their shelves. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, you can have them order it and get it on the shelves. Mm-hmm. But the thing mm-hmm. is that, you know, you talk. Available and, on Amazon, by the way, available on yes, Amazon. It is, mm-hmm. uh, and I posted the uh, link. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean yeah. was asking about the book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot easier for people to wallow in these stories over and over and over again. And you talk about repeating mm-hmm. these stories rather mm-hmm. than confronting it head on and saying, yes, we need to stop it here. So I know it's not even about, it's not about confronting. It's here's, here's why I think people don't have a dialogue. They think it's a confrontation. It does have to be, it can be a dialogue, right? It doesn't have to be a confrontation. Only if you are addicted to being right, this person that counteracted you and didn't have a conversation with you, addicted to being right, not willing to have a conversation about it because they were addicted to being right. And they were going to win no matter what, because they thought they were going to have the last word. Well, guess what? You didn't have the last word. We just talked about it. You did not have the last word. Whoever this, per- what was this person that you're talking about, Richard? What was uh, his name? Was the editor of a magazine a few years ago. What was his name? I'm not going to mention the name. Oh, okay. I'm not going to put the name out there, uh, but. Okay. That's your choice. Uh, yes. You know, okay. I will not, you know, um, but okay. um, that person is welcome to come on the show where we can talk about it. Sure. Uh, okay, Sarah, I'm yes. going to give you the final word because. No, no, are- no, 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 no. I think you should have the final word today. I have the final word on. on, on- I know, but you know what? You feel so strongly about this subject. I think you should have the final word today. Really? Yes, really. No. Uh, Okay, um, I will. I will bring up. Oh, look at this. Do it. Do it. You can do it. You can do it. Okay, do it. Do it, Richard. You see what's on the screen before I do that? No, loving the show. Book ordered while the show flew by. Okay. No, see what's on the screen. What? I don't. I don't know. Book ordered. Okay. We just made a book sale. So. Yay! Thank you, Sean. Yes, so, Sean, please share it with everyone you know. But but I really want Richard feels really strongly about this subject. I usually you feel yes. really strongly about this. And Richard, you need to end this today. No, okay. Uh thank you. Um but just do it, Richard, because you feel really strongly. I am just this. gonna go with this. Uh you know, I okay. had a situation uh just this past year mm-hmm. where uh someone sent me an email mm-hmm. saying that this person, male or female, uh, I'm not going to say, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. was being told by other people in the industry 
that mm -hmm. I was bad mouthing this person, which is not my. Oh, I remember this. Yes. I remember this. Okay, it's okay, not my style. This is no. not who I am. This mm -hmm. is not what I'm about. Um, mm -hmm. I'm about celebrating. Um, I believe that every day I'm reading uh, Dee Wallace, who was on the show yesterday. Um, mm -hmm. Get her book also, Born, and read chapter five. She talks about the fact that the earth came from nothing. God created the earth from a void. What exactly does a void mean? And I was reading this this morning in my morning pages, and all of us are creating from nothing. So mm -hmm. the last thing that I ever want to do is to be responsible for hurting another human being. My own philosophy, at the risk of sounding Pollyanna-ish, uh, is if I've offended one person, I've offended one person too many. I do not want to offend anyone. I do not go through life like this. But when I was told that this was what she was told, that I was bad-mouthing her, I said, it's very simple. Get those people and we will do a Zoom call and we will confront it and we will put it right out there because okay. it's not true. It's not. And it never happened. And it never happened. It never happened because mm -hmm. it's not who I am. Um, I want, you know, when I do my own shows, I say this last week, week before last, three friends I lost in my life. And Kasira has been saying that a lot of people are checking out now and I'm seeing it. A lot of people are checking We've out. We lost a lot of people. A uh, lot of people. You know, a lot of celebrities, young and old. A, a lot, lot of friends. Of, mm -hmm. A lot of celebrities. Mm -hmm. And I read this great article on New Year's Day and it said every day we are becoming and we are dying. We are dying from the moment we come through the birth canal. We mm -hmm. are going through life. But if we all thought of our lives as mm -hmm. if this is it, this is our last moment, mm -hmm. what is it that you want to say to everybody? So mm -hmm. tonight I'm going to say to all of you what I say at the end of every show. And this mm -hmm. is not just lip service. I hope that you follow through and you do what I ask you to do. Number one, pick up the phone and call someone you haven't spoken to in a long time. Not an email message not a text message, not a private inbox message, a phone call. Let that person know because tomorrow you may not have that opportunity to call that person. Uh, yes. When these people are passing on, everybody rushes to post their pictures of them on Facebook. Celebrate them today, not mm -hmm. tomorrow when it's too late. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Number two, do something nice for somebody else. Order two copies of Let That Go. Keep one for yourself and send one to that person that you haven't spoken mm -hmm. to in a long time. Okay. Write your own inscription inside the book. Let them know how they matter in your life. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about this. I've talked about this at the end of almost every show that I did last year and beyond is that we're all in the same storm, but we're in different sized boats. Some are in yachts. Some are in canoes. Some are in rowboats. Some are on sailboats. Some are pushing tugboats upstream. I don't I'm on a, I'm on an Egyptian barge up the Nile. Just so you know, you're up uh, that uh, Egyptian barge up denial. The Nile, yes. The Nile. I got it. <laughs> Not denial. The Nile. The Nile. The Nile. So, regardless, and also I want to I want to add. Heal yourself before you attempt to heal everybody else. Heal yourself. Yes. Heal so, yourself. Kasira said something earlier, and I'd like you all to do that. We're going to be back here next Sunday night at 7 o'clock, mm -hmm. and it's going to be part two of this discussion because it is part two, and we're going to be talking about the backstabbers. And Letting go all, of backstabbers. If any of you want to reach out to Kasira or myself this week with your thoughts about what we've talked about tonight or mm -hmm. next week, we will incorporate those things into next week's show. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if each of you, in addition 
uh, to thinking about it in your own lives and how it's playing out, pay attention this week. Yes. Really. Pay attention every week. Pay attention every week. Every week. But Mm -hmm. this week, what I'd like you all to do collectively is to pay attention to what you see in the media, whether it be on social media or on the news media, of when you see or hear about double standards and report back to us next week with your thoughts and your findings. Yes, yes. And also in the next week, keep keep track of when you feel like you have been backstabbed by someone. It happens a lot. I deal with it. Richard, we have stories. Uh, If you feel like you've been backstabbed or you remember something in the past where you've been backstabbed, write it down, share it with us next week. And if you want us on camera, we'll bring you on camera. Yes, we will. I love you. And I'm glad you're- I love you more. Thank you. We're going to see you next week. Good night, everybody. Bye, everybody. Love you. I, I, <laughs> she left me already. Uh, she left too soon. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to in the closing credits. Here we are. I am so... She, I let her go. She's gone. So here we are. Good night, everybody. Yeah, yeah.